Hello, and welcome to another episode of Kingdom Conversations with Latricia Booker. I am your host, Dr. Latricia Booker, and in today's episode, we're going to be discussing building healthy relationships. And so first, I want to let you all know that my voice is a little scratchy. I have some allergies going on here, so please just bear with me. Um, But I'm going to do my best and do my due diligence to get this conversation going. And so this whole idea came from me reading an article in Psychology Today. It was the November, December of 2022 um, edition of Psychology Today. And the name of the article was or is The Seven Traits of a Great Therapist by Abigail Fagan. And even though they were talking about the seven traits of a great therapist, as I read this article, it made me realize that these were also traits and keys to building a healthy relationship or building healthy relationships. And so I want to go on and discuss how these same seven traits or these same seven steps are helpful in building helpful and healthy relationships. And so, first I want to start off with the introduction to this article. And it says, done right therapy is tough work. And we're just going to replace that with done right relationships is tough work. Because we're talking about relationships here. And it goes on to say, clients who confront their deepest feelings, or we'll say, People in relationships who confront their deepest feelings. Continuing on, it says, face what in their life and in their self isn't working. And adopt a plan for and endure the discomfort of change. They probe the past, dismantle often long-standing defenses, and discard decades of habits so entrenched they may have become part of personal identity, clearing the path to change. The process requires tremendous courage. And so just going off of that alone, I just want to first state how in order to have a healthy relationship, you have to be able to confront yourself and you have to be willing to make proper changes when necessary as they come up just as in therapy in order to like really work through your issues work through your bad habits and make the changes in your life that you would like to make it's pretty much the same and so it does take courage and going on we're going to go into the seven traits that are necessary to help build healthy relationships and the first one is trust building and in trust building you have to be able to feel safe Um, I want to say with your partner but this is actually involves any kind of a relationship it can involve a platonic relationship it can involve sister and brother mother and daughter just friendships relationships um, romantic relationships husband and wife it doesn't matter these are all ways of having a healthy relationship and so again you have to be able to feel safe 
and you have to be able to communicate your true feelings if you're in some kind of a relationship or you are trying to build a relationship with someone and you don't even feel safe to communicate with them genuinely and honestly it doesn't make do for a great relationship because you're gonna feel a need to hold back some things some parts of yourself some feelings that actually should be incorporated or talked about within the relationship because it is a part of relationship building it's a part of getting to know one another it's a part of understanding one another it's a part of communication just being able to communicate with one another but we both have to be able to feel safe both parties have to be able to feel safe to communicate and some of the ways that you allow your partner to feel safe or whoever it is to feel safe is by making sure that they know that they're safe in other words when they're communicating with you you're listening to them you're allowing them to talk you're not being critical you're not being judgmental because if you're being judgmental and critical of someone they're not going to feel safe now having your opinion or sharing um, some advice or something like that has its place especially where it's warranted if it's asked but sometimes just being a listening ear is all that's needed but each party has to be able to feel safe in order to build that trust in a relationship and then two we have open-minded both parties must be open-minded. In other words, you have to not have any prefixed views. You can't come into a situation or build upon an already relationship by having prefixed views. Now, I understand that there are already some things that you may already know about this person. You know how sometimes you know what people are going to do before they even do it. And yes, that has its proper place. But sometimes you just have to be open-minded especially because we are growing and evolving beings or we should be anyway so when someone that that you're in a relationship has been one way you have to be open-minded to their possible change their possible evolution you want to be mindful and careful of that because you don't want to be trying to put the person in a position to stay the way that you know them to be that can actually cause a disruption in a relationship because we again we all should be growing and learning we should be developing and if you're in a relationship with someone hopefully you're growing together i mean at your own pace in your own way but you both should be on that mission so that's something too that you just want to keep in mind even being in a relationship or entering in a relationship just knowing that you're dealing with someone who's on a path where they want to grow and evolve and change you know and do better and improve their lives and so in doing that you will have an open mind because you will be open to whatever it is that they're wanting to pursue whatever it is that you know what they're um looking to expand you know they may have some kind of creative ideas they bring forth um it could be anything but the whole thing is to have an open mind opposed to shutting down ideas shutting down anything that they want to bring forth to the table just think it out think it through have an open mind hear what they have to say it doesn't mean you have to agree doesn't mean that there's something 
conducive for you now the thing here in that is if it's just something that's too over the top and it doesn't work for you that's another thing but you want to start off with it with an open mind at least hearing what the other party has to say both parties should be doing that with each other and so that is another um, way to help build a healthy relationship even if you're not able to continue in a relationship in the same way for some reason it still makes for building a healthy relationship in whatever way that the relationship is going to be you know thereafter if it comes to that and so then we have inquiring and inquiring is simply to understand you know when you're inquiring and you're asking questions in other words make sure you're asking questions to understand because remember again you're building a healthy relationship you know and the reason why this is so significant is because sometimes we just automatically and by habit ask questions and or listen to just formulate a response it's a very common thing but it does not help or help build a healthy relationship it actually you know contributes to tearing one down so when you're inquiring and you want to inquire you want to inquire and ask questions so you can get to know you know the thoughts of your um the other party in the relationship so you can understand where they're coming from and you know when you understand where someone is coming from you can better relate to them you can better be in a better and more healthy relationship with them so you want to make sure that you're inquiring to understand and not to oppose not to object not to criticize or not to just formulate a response but you're really trying to understand them because again you're building a healthy relationship and so in building a healthy relationship you want to take the proper steps for you to get the desired outcome and so then we have demand accountability now I want to change this from demand accountability to being accountable you know in the article it says demand accountability demands accountability but I don't like that word demand because it just feels a little forceful and imposing so I want to say be accountable we're just going to make sure that we are being accountable and being accountable is where both parties do their parts both parties do their parts and you know there's this um, common thing where you know you have an accountability partner we have someone to hold you accountable I don't believe in a relationship like this you know in a relationship dynamic you want to do that I feel that you should hold yourself accountable you should hold yourself accountable for instance if you made some kind of a promise or you said okay we're gonna work together towards let's say it's a romantic relationship and just for example uh, we're gonna work together to save ten thousand dollars for such a such a such a and so we both want to be accountable we both agree to put this much into that fund you know bi-weekly or however you work it out so you want to hold yourself accountable your partner should not have to hold you accountable you should hold yourself accountable because you made the agreement now your partner very well or the friend or we're using a romantic situation so yes your partner your partner may say hey what's going on if they notice that you haven't been you know doing your part but that would be inquiring going back to you know inquiring um, the step before this one 
to make sure that you're understanding what's going on. So yes, it's okay to inquire and say and ask. You know, I noticed that you hadn't been putting any money into the account. You know, what's going on? And give them the opportunity to explain while being open-minded, hearing them out. And so again. It's not so much that you're holding them accountable or you're demanding accountability, but you are asking a question, you're inquiring, and the other person needs to be accountable and they need to answer. And have you resolve that to get everything back on track of whatever you decide, that's a whole nother thing. But the point here is both parties should be accountable for themselves. Both parties have a part to play and both parties should play their part. And of course, there's a discussion prior to that. So we you both can have an understanding and you both can have a, you know, um somewhat of a some foresight of what you're trying to accomplish, what you're trying to do, and you work together to accomplish that goal. And both parties must be accountable for themselves that contributes to building a healthy relationship then we have being versatile and versatile just means that you can switch gears as needed for instance going back to a romantic relationship a husband and a wife a marriage now of course he's your husband she's your wife you want to be a husband to your wife. You want to be a wife to your husband. But there comes a time that you might have to be something else to your husband and wife. If your husband is not feeling well, if your wife is not feeling well, you might have to be their nurse. You might have to nurse them back to health. If your wife or your husband is having somewhat of a meltdown, you might have to step in and be their comforter. You know, you might have to switch gears and be their friend, which in my opinion or my what I feel is that your husband or wife should be your friend to some extent anyway however again you have to be versatile you have to be able to be what they need to be now that doesn't mean you can be everything they need to be because sometimes you need outside help sometimes you don't (laughs) are not equipped to handle certain things but the point here is to say that you may you still have to be versatile you have to be able to switch gears it's kind of sort of like when you're at work you're in your work mode if you're um, an owner of a business and you are running your companies you're an authoritative figure so when you're dealing with business you handle yourself in a certain manner but when you come home you shift gears now you're husband or wife or mother and father you know whatever the case may be so you have to be able to switch gears even in your relationship in that same way you know your wife may need a driver maybe she broke a leg and you know she's used to driving her own stuff around now maybe you have to be her driver <laughs> her taxi cab or her uber um, for a period of time because of the situation the situation calls for different you know, um, roles for you to play. And so you have to be versatile. You have to be able to switch gears. And yes, that does help contribute to building a healthy relationship. Then we have unifying. And unifying is coming together as a team. And so this one was a really big one for me, um, simply because of some experiences that I've had. Um, Let me just share a little bit. I was in a previous marriage where 
it didn't feel like we was on the team. It had got to a point to where I felt like um, the, my partner at the time was an enemy. Actually, they had become just that. And so it no longer felt like a team. As I was trying to build, it got to a point where I realized they were not. Tra- he was not trying to build with me anymore. It's like anything I was trying to do or what I thought we was working towards, he was doing everything in his power to tear it down. And so obviously at some point I had to remove myself from that situation for that reason and so much more, which I don't necessarily want to go into. I just wanted to use that to make the point to say that I've had experience where I didn't feel like I was in a team in my relationship. We were not a team anymore. It's as if we were enemies. Now, I was not his enemy, but it became obvious that he was my enemy. And so I was in a, put in a position where I had to fight protect myself against my partner (laughs) so that's why this is so significant for me because in order to build healthy relationships you have to be a team you have to be coming together as a team working together to accomplish certain goals you have to be on the same page you can't be you know against each other it reminds me also of companies. I've been, um, you know, I've had some experience in certain situations where I'm talking to one person about a certain issue and they may blame this issue on another department. And my thinking is, y'all all the same company. You're supposed to work together. You're not supposed to blame it on somebody else because you all are one unit. You are all a team. If anything, apologize for what happened and, you know, offer to take care of it from there. And so that's more appropriate for um, even building a healthy company or building a healthy healthy business or having a healthy business is the same thing in a relationship. Building a healthy relationship. Continuing to build a healthy relationship, if you will. And so it's very important to make sure that you all are on the same page, that you all are working towards the same goal, and that both parties are putting in the proper effort to make whatever happen that you are looking to make happen. And so then, last, we have self-awareness. You have to be self-aware. You want to make sure that you are self-aware. And the thing with self-awareness is, is you must know yourself to understand another. You must know who you are to understand another. But you also must be aware of what you may not be aware of. Because we're still learning. We're still growing. So you know enough. You have enough awareness about self. Or hopefully you are there. You know in this life. That's what we're part of what we're doing. Gaining self-awareness. And so when you have a a, a good amount of self-awareness. It helps you to understand another. And so you just want to be mindful of that. And just keep that at the forefront. Because self-awareness will help you to actually carry out all these other um, traits. Which is trust building. open, Being open-minded. Inquiring. Demanding accountability. Being versatile. And being unified. Self-awareness is probably should have been the first thing. <laughs> but it's so necessary for you to be successful in all those other steps that I just named. And so, again, when you are self-aware, 
You are able to understand another. You are able to be open-minded. Um, when you know yourself and you're aware of yourself and you have a certain level of awareness, self-awareness, um, sometimes you can even see yourself in another. You know, but that was also where open-minded comes, comes in because maybe not. Maybe you don't see yourself in another. So you have to be open to what it is that you're seeing. But you still have your own self-awareness. So you have some level of self-awareness so you're able to tap into someone else. You know, pay attention to them. And again, going back to maybe you're not aware of some things. This is a learning opportunity for you. But going back to that's what we're doing. We're learning each other. We're building trust. You know, we're getting to know one another. We're building upon, you know, a relationship. We're making something happen. We're building something beautiful here. That should be the plan anyway. I would hope so. If you're not building it up in a healthy, productive, functional way, you're tearing it down in an unhealthy, toxic, dysfunctional way. It's one or the other. It can't be both. And there's no middle. You're either doing one or the other. And you absolutely have to be proactive in whatever it is that you're doing. (laughs) And I'm laughing because when I said that, I thought of being proactive and being in an unhealthy relationship. Well, the truth is you do work at that. People who are in unhealthy, dysfunctional, toxic relationships, they're working at that. You know how they're working at it? By being unhealthy, by being toxic, not being self-aware, not being unified, possibly not being versatile, not taking accountability, being accountable, not inquiring to understand, not being open-minded, and not building trust. So those are actions being taken. That's something that's being carried out. So just like you can build a toxic relationship, an unhealthy relationship, you can build a healthy relationship. And hopefully, that's what you're wanting to build here. I don't believe you would be here if you <laughs> you were not. So, again, just want to go back through the steps. These are great traits, seven great traits to help you build a great, helpful, healthy relationship. And I notice I keep saying helpful. Because a healthy relationship is a helpful relationship. If it's healthy, it's helping you. It's helping you to be better. It's helping you to improve. It's helping you to be at peace. It's it's helping you to be even more self-aware. It's helping you to evolve. It's helping you to, to grow. It's helping you to elevate overall. A healthy relationship is a helpful relationship to you and the other party. All parties involved. And so... The seven traits, again, are trust building, being open-minded, inquiring to understand, being accountable, being versatile, being unified, and being self-aware. And so, I'm going to conclude this episode here. Um, I hope that you have enjoyed this and it was helpful for you. If you are interested in any of my services, that link will be in the summary. Also, you can check out my YouTube. That will be in the summary as well. If you would like to join the Facebook book for this podcast show, that link will be in the description as well. That's just for if you would like to have some input, if you would like to share your perspective, you know, want to get some feedback. Because remember... This is Kingdom Conversations. So it's a conversation. 
I want to hear from you as well. Let's have the conversation, kingdom people. And so that concludes this episode. And I wish you all well. And I will see you all in the next one.